afternoon, Hirschbachers. It's uh, Friday afternoon, May 21st. Uh, Joe and I are coming to you from Kerper Avenue. Uh, just visit a little bit. Uh, I'm Dan Wallace, uh, president of Hirschbach. Joe Carberg, uh, safety manager. Yeah, so we're going to visit with you a little bit. we got an upcoming holiday coming, so uh, I think we're going to kick it off with some some safety talking points and uh, just a couple things to be aware of. So, Sure thing. Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, as you guys all know, Memorial Day is uh, fast approaching. That is Monday, May 31st. Um, we're expecting to see a pretty large uptick in the number of travelers out there. You know, uh, compared to last year, last year was greatly affected by COVID, um, going right into the quarantine time uh, around this time last year. So this year, the uh, AAA expects there to be approximately somewhere in the neighborhood of about 37 million Americans traveling uh, this year, which is about a 60% uptick from last year. So um, just kind of get that bug in here a little bit. You're going to see a lot more people traveling. Um, a couple things to look out for uh, <clears throat> as uh, travel starts to pick up. There's pretty much anywhere in those major metro zones. Expect to see pretty pretty lengthy travel delays. Uh, depending on where you're at, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, a lot of these big metros are expecting to see a two to three time uh, time delay. On, on how long it'll take you to get through traffic. Um, the dates to look out for most travelers will be traveling on Thursday, May 27th, and Friday, May 28th. Saturday won't be as busy, but then as drivers or as you know, people start to return home on Sunday, May 30th, you'll see a, kind of a second wave of people on their way home. Um, <clears throat> and then kind of piggyback on that as we move into summer, you know, with some of the stuff with the CDC releasing guidelines or releasing guidance on uh, as more and more Americans become vaccinated and are at less risk for COVID, uh, we'll see more and more people taking to the roadways, traveling, going to see loved ones they haven't seen in a while or going on vacations that they didn't get the opportunity for last year. So, uh, you know, Memorial Day will kind of kick that off, but we expect to see a lot more people on the roadway as we move through the summer. Um well, traditionally, Memorial Day is always one of the highest travel travel weekends of the year. It's the, kind of the official kickoff to summer yeah. uh, for a lot of people. So, you know, I think with COVID, I think this year uh, the impact is potentially even greater because we've got a bunch of bunch of four wheelers out there that haven't driven much in the last year. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I would tell you to be extremely cautious. Uh, you know, some areas of caution, obviously the lane changes, mm -hmm. uh, the heavy urban traffic, uh, keeping a safe following distance, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, I think a big lookout is, uh, along with Memorial Day kind of kicking off summer, it also kind of kicks off the road construction season. Yep. And, uh, construction zone tickets, uh. Uh, you know, construction zones can be very dangerous, very and so. also uh, they're, uh, I think they're, you know, just ripe for potential speeding or violations, so uh, what do you think on the construction zone stuff, Joe? Well, I'm glad you bring that up, because uh, we actually, uh, Rob Adi, our VP of Safety, just released a new video out there on the app for you guys to go watch, specifically talking about, um, as the summer picks up, more road construction and work zones are going to be out there, so... Uh, make sure you're practicing the safe six. Uh, Rob goes in a really good deep dive on, on each of those areas and what to look out for and how to apply those techniques in those construction zones. And yeah, managing a safe speed, managing the right speed, uh, managing the right space, 
keeping that following distance uh, <clears throat> at seven seconds or more, even more when you're going into those construction zones, making sure as those areas tighten, you're not riding side by side with other trucks, you know, just slow up a little bit, let them go. So you're not putting yourself in a position where you might get into a pinch point and, uh, and make contact with somebody else. So uh, as you get time, go to the app, look at that new video. Uh, again, Rob does a really good deep dive on each, each of those uh, safe six techniques and how they apply to those construction zones. Yeah. So uh, very good. Very good. Uh, you know, with the traffic and the four wheelers, Along will be, uh, I think, it's the law enforcement will be out in full force. Uh, so we need to be very aware of that. Uh, speeding is uh, kind of a uh, one of our Achilles heels when it comes to CSA points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so maybe, Joe, you can expand on this, the speeding perspective. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys have heard us talk about speeding quite a bit. Uh, CSA scores quite a bit, uh, you know, especially in that unsafe driving score, about 50% of that is driven specifically by speeding. Uh, you know, not just in the construction zones or at the higher levels, like 15 over the speed limit. Most of it comes in those areas where you're doing 6 to 10 over. Um, that's where we see the majority of those violations. Most of those occurring in 55 and 45 mile an hour speed zones. We get that question a lot is, you know, how can we be speeding when my truck's governed at, you know, 68 miles an hour? Most of the time when we see speeding, it's in those areas when the speed limit drops from 50, from 65 down to 55 or lower. Uh, that's where I'd say probably 60 to 70% of our, 60 to 70% of our speeding occurs. Um, so looking out for those zones, you know, <clears throat> right sight, keeping your eyes as far down the road as possible so you see where those speed zones are changing. You see when those construction zones are coming up. Uh, those are areas that law enforcement uh, definitely are on the lookout for, for anybody uh, out there speeding, so don't give don't give them a chance to or don't give them any reason to pull you over. Okay. Uh, the other thing that uh, when we review our we review our accidents uh, and incidents is every morning at eight o'clock, and uh, you know we we tend to still have a lot of close quarter accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is probably our highest frequency by far is close quarter. Uh, you know, the good news is most of the time the severity isn't terrible, but uh, we're, we're still having a pretty high frequency of close quarters. Uh, you know, my advice is take it slow. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings, where you're at. Don't assume anything. And, uh, you know, be careful. And, Joe, you, you want to expand on that piece of it? Yeah. Uh, as far as accidents go, especially in the preventable accident side, uh the bulk of those are made up on those close quarters maneuvering that, that Dan mentioned. Uh, moving through tight parking lots, customers, uh, fuel areas, those types of areas where, you know, you're not moving very fast, uh, but there's a lot of people moving around you. There's a lot of parked vehicles. Sometimes you see those baller poles, those yellow poles, um, those things that, you know, they don't jump out at you. They're always there. So, you know, you guys all have the sticker on your mirror that says, get out and look. We ask you to take it to another level. We say, evaluate and guarantee. Uh, you know, before you start backing up into a parking spot, before you start maneuvering through a, a tight situation, make sure you know the space around you. Um, before you start backing into a spot, check it out. Make sure you guarantee you have enough space to move into it. And if you can't guarantee that you have enough space, just stop. Um, you know, call in for help if you're in an area you can't get out of. Um, or, you know, 
take another lap around and then come at it again, give it another shot so that you can guarantee that you're going to be successful in making whatever maneuver you're trying to make. Um, and that, you know, translates out onto the roadway as well. You know, when we talk about lane change accidents, um, you know, before you move from left to right, you know, sit up straight in your seat, lean forward, check that spot in front of you, that hard to see spot, or uh, you might call it a blind spot. You can see it as long as you're sitting up straight and you lean forward. Make sure there's nobody there before you start to make that maneuver. Uh, guarantee your success there. Guarantee that before you move into that space that you have enough space to move into. Otherwise, you're putting not only yourself, but you're putting other people's lives in danger. Good, good. Uh but just closing thoughts on the safety section. Uh, gonna be a lot of traffic out there, a lot of experienced drivers. So be be the be the professional. Uh, let the rookies do what they'll do. But you uh, you control your truck and you be the professional and be safe. So just kind of move into some other uh, company topics a little bit. Equipment. Uh, you know we continue to in service equipment. Uh, We've, uh, since the first year, we've in-serviced about 250 new trucks. Uh, we've out-serviced about the same amount of, of used trucks. Um, you know, we're taking delivery of trucks in, in primarily in Dubuque and Denton and a few in, few in Kansas City. Uh, we've uh, taken delivery of roughly 200 new trailers, and the trailers are basically one for one. Uh, we bring a new one in and take an old one out, so... That's pretty much on track. Uh, we are starting to receive about 40, roughly 40 new trucks a week uh, between the Freightliners and the Navistars. Uh, and we do, over the next five weeks, we do have some, some specific uh, truck groups that we need to get pulled out uh, due, to the, due to the trade uh, commitments. Uh, they're primarily the 2019 Kenworths, the uh, 2018 29 Freightliners and the 2018 Internationals. So, if you're in one of those trucks, there's a high likelihood you're going to get routed to KC, Dubuque, or uh, Denton to get swapped out of your truck. Uh, so, the new trucks are doing great. We're seeing uh, seeing excellent uptime and excellent fuel economy. So, uh, very very few driver complaints on the new trucks. So. Uh, you know, next topic a little bit would be, uh, we did change, and this mostly applies to company drivers, not so much to contractors and lease purchase drivers, but the driver, we did change driver payroll, or uh, payroll services for both drivers and non-drivers, uh, called Alti, uh, and we are aware that the driver pay uh, display is uh, not uh, correct or doesn't look correct. Uh, the amount it, you're getting paid is correct, but they are uh, they're they're getting close to getting the the visual uh, fixed, and they are working on it. Along those same lines, we're working our, our IT group is is working very closely with GOTM and Transflow to make sure we've got good uh, you know consistency latency in the in, in the communications and the uh, in-cab uh, in cab technology with our drivers. So we know we've had some outages. Uh, we're working with the top of the top of these companies, and uh, we believe it will be improving. Uh, it's starting to improve, and we'll, we'll improve consistently to, a, to an acceptable level. 
The one other thing we know on the Transflow app, the the, the driver pay uh, display visual is is less than easy to read. So actually, uh, Brad Pinchuk is uh, uh, going to be forming a, a, a committee task force, and uh, we'll be working on making that more uh, uh, easily to read and interpret. Uh, along with that also, there's going to be a task force uh, related to utilization uh, you know, we're, run, we're running okay, but uh, we need to really, in this market, we really need to zero in on, you know, in-transit delay, too much time on a load, dwell, time between when you empty out, when you get to your next load, etc. So uh, there's going to be a bunch of energy going in uh, into uh, in the works on that. So, um, so some technology stuff there, some equipment, and... You know, last, just kind of talk about the the business itself. Uh, demand for our services uh, is very strong. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would probably put it at 9.9, uh, maybe 10. Maybe. Uh, you know, we're uh, every sector of our business, whether it be uh, over the road or dedicated or spot or high value, We've got high high demand out there, and uh, you know that's good to have. But we got to we got to be able to service the business. So right now we're being very very selective on any new business we bring on, and really scrutinizing any business uh, that we renew. So uh, you know the market is presenting opportunities. Uh, we hope to you know capitalize on them, uh, and we will. Uh, you know we've got. You know different segments uh, of our business. You know everyone's well aware we're heavily heavily involved in the protein sector. Uh, so we're headed into grill season. So whether it be uh, hamburgers or hot dogs or brats, beef, pork, uh, chicken. Uh, you know typically, uh, you know this is the next six weeks or so as we run up to the Fourth of July. Uh, typically, that is very, uh, very good weeks for us in the protein sector. Uh, poultry is having a, a significant uh, resurgence. I don't know if some of you have read or probably heard there's a chicken wing shortage. Uh, personally, I think that's because of Warren, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later offline. Uh, but anyway, there's a, there's a chicken, chicken wing shortage. Uh, you know, the other thing we're seeing is the... Uh, the non non uh, fast food uh, food service is definitely starting to to increase. So, you know, through COVID, a lot of the fast food uh, chains were able to really maintain and, in some cases, kind of grow their business. Uh, but now, you know, many of the brick and mortar uh, Main Street type of uh, restaurants are opening back up and. And we're starting to see signs of, of more demand in the food service sector. So, the, so you know, our core business being protein is, is very strong. Um, you know, when we look at uh, some of the other lines we do, uh, like, like produce, for example, uh, whether it be Chiquita or Del Monte, Ready Pack, Driscoll's, Organic Girl, it's that time of year. Every one of them. 
accounts, I believe, would take more business from us if we if we had the trucks to give them. You know, then we kind of go into our, our retail. So uh, whether it be a Walmart or a Hy-Vee or an Amazon, uh, you know, demands very strong in those sectors. So uh, again, good business there. Our spot business, uh, where we provide yard service, uh, is uh, we're being presented with opportunities there. Uh, eight high value cargo, uh, we're we're making inroads there. Uh, if you haven't uh, heard about the high value cargo, uh, why don't you, you should contact us. There's certain training you have to go through to be qualified to uh, haul the high value cargo. But uh, anyway, uh, the state of the business uh, is very strong, and uh, I, and I'm, I'm I'm anticipating it to remain quite strong. So uh, it's kind of where we're at. So some some uh, safety stuff, some some tech uh, pay stuff, some uh, equipment updates, and some uh, some uh, customer business updates. Uh, so. You know, the good news is with our customers, they've been extremely, extremely loyal through COVID. Uh, and we've been able to leverage and strengthen many of our relationships. And, and, you know, they're finally starting to open up where we can go in and see them face to face. So, uh, you know, the sales team has, has been out doing a lot of visits the last couple of weeks. And they're pretty much getting booked up uh, every week going forward. So, uh that's really the message we have today. Is there is, is there any questions? Are they no questions? Okay. Well, uh, then let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you. Be safe. Be careful, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks, guys.